Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can reach us by email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. In three well-known chapters in the Gospel of Matthew, the Lord Jesus gives a detailed description of the kingdom of the heavens. It's no accident that this description begins with this short verse, Blessed are the poor in spirit. The kingdom of the heavens is absolutely related to our spirit. Stay with us on today's Life Study of the Bible as we examine this portion. Bob Danker has joined us once again. Bob, today we come to the blessed R's in Matthew chapter 5. We're really happy you could join us for this program. Well, I'm happy also, Chris. This is a wonderful portion in the book of Matthew. It's a portion of Matthew, Bob, I think that's frequently quoted, very often spoken about, a lot of sermons given from this portion. Uh, But I think we'll see these nine blessings in a very meaningful light today, won't we? Yes, uh, Chris. Actually, this portion in Matthew from chapter 5 all the way through chapter 7, could actually be considered to be the constitution of the kingdom of the heavens, very much like the constitution of a certain nation. The word that the Lord spoke in these chapters was not spoken to the unbelievers in the world, and it was not spoken to the Jews of the Old Testament. Actually, it was spoken to the believers in the New Testament. And the nine blessings in chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, actually describe the nature of the kingdom people. First, we must be poor in spirit. Second, we need to mourn for the present negative situation. Third, we must be meek in suffering opposition. Fourth, we need to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Then we need to be merciful toward others. And we need to be pure in heart. And we need to make peace with all men. And then we need to suffer persecution for the sake of righteousness. And we need to be reproached and evil spoken of because of Christ. This is the nature of the kingdom people. Well, Bob, time won't allow us to cover all nine today, but this first one particularly may be the key to all of them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. And I believe this may be the most misunderstood of all. What is it to be poor in spirit? Let's join Witness Lee. To see the nine blessings concerning the nature of the kingdom people is altogether something in our spirit. We all have to notice that the first blessing is one 
in our spirit lies are the poor in spirit. The first thing that is so much related to the kingdom of heaven is our human spirit. If we don't know our spirit, we are just through with the kingdom of heaven. Because this is absolutely a matter in our spirit. The Lord Jesus, he knew the real situation of his audience. The all will fill up with the traditional concept of religion. Whether the Jews or the Romans or the Greeks, they were all fill up. Now, the new king came. Now, a new dispensation. Now, God had started a new economy. Well, this new dispensation is all wrapped up with a person, with a wonderful person, and this new economy, strictly speaking, was yet this person. Don't consider that the kingdom of heaven was something beside Christ. It was just Christ. Without the king, you don't have the kingdom. You couldn't have the kingdom of heavens without having Christ. Just turn your thinking, just turn your mind is just the gateway. And our spirit is the receiver. The receiver is our spirit. You have to put these two verses together. Repent for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. Now, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of the heaven. The kingdom of heaven will enter into you through the gateway of your mind. But you will arrive at your spirit. It is not your mind to receive the kingdom, but your spirit. So, your spirit is the receiver that retains the kingdom of the heaven. Well, Bob, it really is uh, quite a different picture when you put these two verses together that he encouraged us there, where the Lord says in chapter 4, repeating John's message, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. And then here, this uh, well-known verse in chapter 5, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. It's not too much to say, Bob, it seems to me that this is potentially a life-changing revelation. Please say something about our spirit being a receiver and having the capacity to receive and retain the kingdom of the heavens. Well, Chris, when God created man, of course, he created man with three parts. Man has a human spirit. For man to receive God and to receive everything related to God. Because God is spirit and all the things that are related to God, including the kingdom, are spiritual things. They're not material things. So to receive these things and to keep these things within us, we need a receiver. And our spirit is the receiver that was created for us by God. Well, as you mentioned, these two verses, when the Lord came to begin the preaching of the gospel, he said, 
Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. What does it mean to repent? It means to have a change in your mind, a change in your thinking. So, Witness Lee said that our mind is the gateway through which we receive the kingdom. If we don't repent, if we don't have a turn in our mind, then we cannot receive the kingdom. But once the kingdom enters into us, where do we receive this kingdom? And where do we retain it? We receive it into our spirit. So if we are not poor in spirit, that means if our spirit is filled with things of tradition and religion and uh, things other than Christ, then we have no capacity. We have no space and no room within us to receive the king who is Christ and the kingdom. So the first requirement for us to live in the kingdom is that we would be poor. That means we would be empty in our spirit and we would have the capacity to receive Christ as the king and we would receive all the things related to the kingdom. Bob, I don't want to let this go just yet because you touched something here I think that is monumental in our own lives and maybe those of others around us or people that we know many times. It's our religious knowledge. It's our religious uh, past experiences. So many things that we hang on to that can really choke or, as you said, take the space that the kingdom of God in a real living present way would like to occupy, isn't it? Yes, Chris. When Christ the person came, the kingdom came. And it was the religious people who were there in the days that the Lord Jesus was on the earth. They had a big problem with this person. They were filled up in their spirit with all kinds of religious things. But God was doing something new. He was bringing in a kingdom that was not material but spiritual. And the essence of this kingdom is a living person, Christ himself. In our spirit, we need to have the capacity to receive this person. Hmm. Well, we've uh, heard this verse now a couple of times, repent for the kingdom of the heavens is drawn near. In Luke, another verse, chapter 17, let me read this one, just this phrase, verse 21, behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. This is the words of the Lord Jesus, and I think that leads into this coming section of Witness Leash speaking very well. Let's join him. When Jesus enters, he enters as the king with the kingdom. So what? So, yours is the kingdom of the heaven. Now, he is right here, the king. Ah, if the king is here, how could the kingdom is not here? You have the kingdom within you. The kingdom of the heavens is yours. When you received the Lord Jesus, did you realize that a kind of ruling got into you? There was a ruling. There was a reigning. What is that? That ruling, that reigning is the kingdom. Because you do have a king. Not only a savior, not just a life, but a king. Amen. You may say this wonderful one within you is the savior, that's right. You may say he is the very life, that's also right. But also you have to need this wonderful one is also what? The king. Reigning, ruling, exercising his controlling authority within your spirit. 
Father, we have within us a mile. It is so rich and so high. This is our Savior. This is the better life. And this is the King. It's too profound, it's too deep, and too rich. It surely is profound, Brother Bob. We have not just a Savior, but a King. It's deep, and I think beyond our simple reading and our natural shallow understanding of this verse. Bob, in order for there to be any kingdom, there must be a king ruling in that kingdom. But without our spirit, how could we fallen ones ever be under such a ruling, even if we want to be? That's right, Chris. Without our spirit, we cannot be under the ruling of the heavenly king who is Christ. Actually, if we are not in our spirit, either we're ruled by ourself or we're ruled by Satan, God's enemy. The only place where we can be under Christ's ruling directly is in our spirit. The reason for this is very simple, because Christ, who is the king, is in our spirit. And that means his ruling is also in our spirit. If we want to be ruled by Christ... If we want to live in the reality of the kingdom, then we must live in our spirit. In fact, the whole New Testament doesn't charge us to keep the law of the Old Testament. What does the New Testament tell us? It tells us to walk in the spirit. That means to walk in our spirit, which is indwelt by the Lord, who is the spirit and who is also the king. If we walk according to our spirit, and we live in our spirit, then we are in the kingdom. We are spontaneously under the direct ruling of Christ, the heavenly king. If we are not ruled by Christ, we can never be blessed, and we can never be happy. But if we would submit to the ruling of Christ, we will be the most blessed people, and we will be all the time very happy. Bob, it's interesting, inherent in this word blessed or blessed is the meaning of happy as well. Of course, it goes beyond just a shallow, superficial happiness, obviously. But uh, if we're blessed, surely we're happy. Uh, now, in this next section, we're going to see maybe a bit of an irony here, because the next verse says, blessed are those who mourn, so happy are we who mourn. This is a spiritual mystery, Bob. It's going to be unraveled for us in this next section. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We are blessed. Are we happy? Why we have to mock? Logic speaking, it has no sense. But if you would go back with such a spirit, filled with the king and with his kingdom, and you pray, you will start to mourn. To mourn over heart, over today's negative situation. The entire situation of the world is negative to God's economy. Satan, sin, self, darkness, and wilderness all predominate among all people on earth. God's glory is insulted, Christ rejected, the Holy Spirit is frustrated, the church is desolated, self is corrupted, and the whole world is evil. Shall you laugh or mourn? Since God wants us to mourn over such a situation. 
He just freely so. Because you got the kingdom in you. You got subdued. You got controlled. You got fully ruled by the indwelling king. Then you look at the environment. You look at the whole situation of today's world. Everywhere will cause you to sigh. As I teach. The morning. But this morning is a rising. Bright are those who mourn. For they will be comforted. Hallelujah. I can testify. I had many, many times this kind of experience. I did mourn. And I was very much comforted. Don't be disappointed. We have to mourn, yet we are full of hope. Because the king is coming. The enemy is going to be defeated. The earth is going to be regained by Christ. You have to realize the good sequence here. Firstly, we are poor in spirit to receive and to contain the king with the kingdom. Then we mourn over the poor situation, and we got the comfort, then what? Then is this life as the means? For they shall inherit the earth. That is, the coming subdued world is the base of uh, the worldly kingdom. All are under Satan's what? Instigation. But one day, <laughs> the Lord, the King, will regain this world. You know, in Revelation 11, 15, it says what? The kingdom of the world all become the kingdom of our Christ. Who will inherit that? Who will inherit that? The ones who are in verse 3 and who are in verse 4 and now who are in verse 5. Blessed are the meek. To be meek here means what? Means not to fight. Not to resist. Satan all the time has been fighting. Satan is the most fighting one. But Jesus never fights. He has all the time been made. Blind of the meat. For they shall inherit the earth. Well, Bob, we have a couple of tremendous final points to ponder here. First, to receive and possess the king and his kingdom in our spirit must make us happy. So why then are we blessed in the kingdom? if we mourn? Well, first of all, we're blessed if we mourn because if we do mourn over the negative situation in the world today, this is a sign that we must be living in the kingdom because the negative situation of the world causes us to be saddened and to mourn. But while we are mourning, we are also encouraged and comforted because we know that one day the king will return to this earth, and he will make the entire earth his kingdom. And at that time, 
we will receive this kingdom as a reward to us for our living in the kingdom and for our mourning over the negative situation of the world. I was very impressed by what Witness Lee said in his speaking. I'd like to read it again because our listeners would benefit from hearing it. He said, the entire situation of the world is negative toward God's economy. Satan, sin, self, darkness, and worldliness all predominate among all people on the earth. God's glory is insulted. Christ is rejected. The Holy Spirit is frustrated. The church is desolated. Self is corrupted. And the whole world is evil. God wants us to mourn over such a situation. God does not want us to mourn for our own personal situation, mm. but he wants us to mourn over the negative situation that exists in the world among the unbelievers and I would say even among the Christians. Right. There's still many negative things that should cause us to be sad. And if we do mourn, the Lord said, we will be comforted. We'll be comforted with the realization that the Lord will come and the earth will eventually become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Bob, we've got just a couple of minutes left, but I don't want to leave without addressing verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is another tremendous point and a good one, I think, to wrap up on today. Yes, Chris, this matter of meekness is a wonderful thing because it's absolutely against and contrary to our natural disposition and nature. You know, the natural way is always to fight so that you can gain something for yourself or keep others from taking away what you already have. But the nature of the kingdom people is such that those who live in the kingdom of the heavens are meek. That means when they are opposed, they do not resist and they do not fight back. The Lord himself is the best example of a meek person. All the time he was opposed by the religious people and eventually they took him and they nailed him to the cross. But he went to the cross like a lamb being led to the slaughter. He was a meek man. He never fought for himself. Of course, he fought against Satan to defeat Satan, not for himself, but for God and God's kingdom. But for himself, he never fought. This is contrary to our fallen nature. But if we want to inherit the earth, we must learn to be meek. Brother Lee pointed out that Satan is the one who is fighting all the time, right. trying to take over more of the earth for himself, trying to gain something for himself. But eventually, all the ones who are fighting today to gain something of this world will eventually have nothing. And we, the meek ones, who live in the reality of the kingdom, we will inherit the entire earth in the coming age, the age of the millennium. When the Lord comes back, he will make this earth his kingdom. And we, if we are meek today and we live in the reality of the kingdom today, we will participate in the kingdom age in the millennium and this earth will become our inheritance. We didn't fight for it. We were meek, but we inherited it because our king will eventually give this earth to us. He will, Bob, uh, as soon as he has subdued everything that rises up. And there's no need at that point to fight. All the enemy and his legions are fully subdued. Yes. 
I have really enjoyed our uh, half hour. It's gone by very, very quickly, too quickly today. These are wonderful programs, uh, again, taking this portion of the scripture of God's word that is well known, and I think we're all discovering not that deeply understood, but uh, we're getting help day by day. We hope that you're enjoying these programs. Let me point out that we do have the printed life study messages uh, for the book of Matthew. And we'd be glad to send you these, give you information about how to receive them. So please contact us for that. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. And do please join us again tomorrow. We'll be back in the Life Study of Matthew. And for Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.